Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, I want to thank the Iowa Hawkeyes because win or lose, they will give us a conversation that needs to be had in about 30 minutes when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Welcome aboard, everyone. Iowa, by the way, not the only team that is sitting there right now, maybe in a bit of a danger zone. If you missed Brian Fenley at the top of the hour, Iowa now trails by uh, by five to Richmond. It's 54-49 with five minutes to go. While the tournament's number one seed, Gonzaga, trails to Georgia State. There's 7.30 to go until halftime, but Georgia State up on the Bulldogs of Gonzaga, 23 to 21 so some stuff for us to keep our eye on with that with the ncaa tournament but this iowa richmond 512 matchup you know it was always going to bring uh bring some heat but hey these these games so far aaron we haven't had a buzzer beater as of yet but at least halfway into the first uh first round of the ncaa tournament We've had Michigan rally from a 15-point deficit to beat Colorado State. The Providence and South Dakota State played a tight one. We got the games that I just mentioned. Has it been a bad morning for the NCAA tournament? Not at all. This Richmond story is kind of cool. Um, you know, first of all, it, kind of a disappointing thing, but twenty they hadn't been in the tournament forever. 2020, they were set to go, and then, of course, the season was canceled. Um Brought back their entire team last year, COVID, a little bit of a disappointment. They did win at Kentucky. But, you know, kind of one of these cool NCAA tournament stories, all of these players got an extra year because of the COVID situation. For people who don't know, the NCAA granted a blanket waiver for players last year that didn't feel comfortable playing in the middle of a COVID situation. So everybody gets an extra year. And all these Richmond guys were were getting ready to leave. I mean, I I was reading an article last night where, uh, you know, one of them, a bench player who doesn't really have much of a professional future, was applying for jobs like ready to sell you know <laughs> real estate or whatever and they all decide to come back they have Go a little bit indeed. of a run what's that Go to Indeed. You know, they got you covered. So. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I definitively read that, but maybe I did. Maybe he was headed to Indeed.com, but Indeed.com is going to have to wait another maybe potentially three or four more days because uh, all these guys came back. They're all 23, 24 years old. It's a pretty cool story overall, though. So Iowa and Richmond again in a ball game, and as we were chatting, uh, it's a four-point game, 56-52, to 52, with just over four minutes to go. Yesterday, the new NFL league year started, and Russell Wilson was officially traded to the Denver Broncos, was introduced by the Broncos, had a press conference there, and then the Seahawks had their own press conference, and obviously Russell Wilson was a topic of conversation, as was the release of Bobby Wagner, their longtime linebacker, and how that went about. But there was also a different conversation that popped up. Over social media, uh, over the last couple of days, we saw a workout video from Colin Kaepernick, and in fact, Colin Kaepernick was throwing passes in that workout that was streamed online on social media to Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett. 
Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll was asked about Colin Kaepernick yesterday at their press conference. You're going to ask questions about Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I, I know you're going to ask, so let me just put it out there. He contacted me the other day, said, hey, I'd like, I'd like to get a shot. You know, I'm, I'm working out. And so he sent me some videos. The next thing I know, he's working out with Tyler Lockett. I don't know how that happened, but he's does that guy deserve a second shot? <laughs> I, I think he does. Somewhere. I don't know if it's here. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's even in football. I don't know. But it's just people get a second opportunity at, at, at their lifetime opportunities and they can make the most of it if they if they're ready for it and, and all that I don't know I don't mean to send out any mixed messages about that but I wanted you to understand that that's how serious this is it's second chance time that was Pete Carroll and saying that Colin Kaepernick needs a second chance Colin Kaepernick was looking for a second chance for years but couldn't get one from NFL teams I don't know if it was you know the term blackball is is always used was Colin Kaepernick blackballed from the NFL. Did owners conspire not to bring him in? I always thought the situation was this. Like, was his kneeling and his stance a reason why he wasn't um, taking – wasn't being brought on by NFL teams? And I say yes, just in the same way that the Ray Rice video precluded him from ever playing in the NFL again. It was not Brian worth Flores, the right? risk that those teams felt – to give Colin Kaepernick a chance or give Ray Rice another chance because what have transpired. Now, I'm not comparing what Ray Rice did to what Colin Kaepernick did. What I'm saying is these NFL teams that live in a bubble talk about distractions and how, and it just, it was never worth it for those teams to do it. Therefore, his actions, I do believe, are the reason why he didn't get tryouts. Teams just weren't willing to risk um the sort of distraction that could come about. Does that make sense, Aaron? It's not meant to be a hot take by any means because I don't think it's a hot take, but the teams didn't want to bring him in because they were afraid of a circus that surrounded it. Is that correct? I mean, I think that's a thousand percent fair. I would also say I, I think there's a couple caveats that do need to be mentioned in that conversation, which is one, I believe that Seattle was willing to give him an opportunity very early on uh, but made it clear that there was no path to really starting because they sure. had a guy named yep. Russell Wilson at the time, and Colin Kaepernick said he was not interested, that those were the reports at the time. I don't believe Colin Kaepernick has ever spoken on it, but those were the reports that he was only interested at first in the op- in a place that would offer him a starting job. And I also think it's worth noting, as somebody that was on air the day of the NFL, wor- the workout that was set up by the NFL, Uh, that he tanked that workout. And so, um, you know, I know we're going to get to this specific conversation with the Seahawks or where he's at right now. I get all that. But, you know, if you want to say, and I know you didn't say blackball, you didn't use the term blackballed, but, you know, if you want to say that he deserved another shot along the way, I agree with that. I do not disagree. But we also have to tell the full story where early on it was made clear that he was only interested in going to places where he would have a shot to earn the starting job. And then the NFL set up a workout for him, which he then decided to change the location of, I don't know, an hour or two before the actual workout, limiting the number of people that's available. So I think yeah. when we talk about um, you know him deserving another shot, I'm not opposed to it, but though that is part of the conversation that has to be had as well. There was also a point that Doug will point out uh, when he's in the chair on his show here on Fox Sports Radio, the Doug Gottlieb show that Aaron and I are filling in on. You know, there's a point as well of, of when Kaepernick could have joined the Ravens and then a, a tweet, a uh, social Correct. media tweet was sent out by uh, by his girlfriend and kind of put the end to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But we are to where we are right now. That's where we are in 2022, March 17th. And Colin Kaepernick this week put out a workout video. They don't know how much it really showed, but if you are the Seattle Seahawks and you are Pete Carroll, 
you 100% should bring him in. And this isn't an NFL uh, reportedly telling the Rams to draft Michael Sam and that sort of thing. And that story's been out there. This is a fact of the Seahawks. You bring in Colin Kaepernick, it accomplishes a couple of different things. Number one, you see if Colin Kaepernick can still play. Number two, you're taking down that wall that has been there since he has not been in the National Football League. Number three, and this is completely self-serving for the Seahawks and may not be in good good faith, but you're not talking about Russell Wilson and his absence anymore. Great call. You yep. are talking about Colin Kaepernick. And you may think like that's a ridiculous point to bring up. This happens all the time. This happens at Super Bowls when certain distractions may be made to maybe not have you talk to the second-year quarterback or the rookie quarterback or to, to put that quarterback under pressure. There are certain things that, that end up happening that will distract you from what possibly could be a different situation a little uh you know you just you're trying to distract from the main point and if you have Colin Kaepernick at training camp that's going to be the conversation that's going to be the focus not what are the Seahawks doing without Russell Wilson while he's in uh Denver now that is that is that is a hundred percent reason why the Seattle Seahawks should bring Colin Kaepernick in you can put an end to all of this and also distract from maybe the real issues that the Seahawks as an organization are having well, and I think the other thing, too, it goes back to the point that I just made a minute ago, is you are, you are as the Seahawks are currently constituted, would be bringing him into a position where he really could be in line to actually earn the starting job. And I think that's part of it as well. Now, obviously, we know the, the, the organization claims they like Drew Locke. We just talked about Baker Mayfield wanting a trade. What does it mean? Is there a, a pathway for the Seattle Seahawks? But as they are currently right now, uh, I don't think they have their definitive starter in that locker room. And so, you know, I, I think the people that are, are pro-Kaepernick, and again, to be clear, I'm not anti-Kaepernick. I just think there's some stuff that has been glossed over through the years. But, you know, the people that are pro-Kaepernick, it's one thing for him to sign. It's another thing for him to have a, a, a real shot to earn back a starting job, and I do think Seattle provides that. Obviously, he has some sort of personal relationship with Tyler Lockett, which can't hurt, and I'm with you. I hope I, I heard Pete Carroll's comments right there. It doesn't sound like he's going to be quick to do it. I think he should because to the point that you just made, there's very little to lose from Seattle as an organization by actually doing that. And there were reports that he could have played in the, the short-lived – uh, alliance of American football that AAFL there were reports that he wanted 20 million dollars I had heard that he had wanted even more mm -hmm. uh, to play in that league I also understand that that's I mean if, if you bring him into that league at that point that needs all the exposure that you can get maybe that should be your asking price because that's the reason people would tune in like I I understand that part of it but there's there's also this part of it as well you know how much does the argument of Colin Kaepernick not being allowed to play in the NFL or not getting a chance to play in the NFL that's a better use of the word how much does that go away if he has a workout and it flops because I think that's another question as well like sometimes the unknown is better than the actual definitive answer and so if you were trying to continue that narrative, now you could always say, well, he was a different player from when he was 32 years old to 34 or 35. But that is also that is also in question. And I think something that uh, the Kaepernick camp would also have to decide. 
Well, and that's, you know, I think for, I guess what I would say is I want him to get a shot like I want everybody else to get a shot. If you're one of the 32 best quarterbacks on the planet or really 64 to whatever it would be, 90, whatever, I want you to get your shot. Um, But, you know, that is the part, again, where I, I don't have as much sympathy for him as other people because, again, I vividly remember being on air. The day that the NFL set up a workout for him and hours before the workout, he changed he changed things up and he changed the location. And I think I I don't remember all the details now, but what, 12, 13 teams get there instead of the full 32. So um, I hope he gets this opportunity. Seattle seems like it would make sense. I think the other thing that's kind of worth noting that needs to at least be acknowledged, guys, 34 years old, he'll be 35 during the season. And, And it's through no fault of his own. It's through no fault of his own. I'm not blaming him for not being in the league the last three, four, five years. But to to expect him to go back to the guy that he was in 2012, 2013, 2014, whatever it was, uh, that was a long time ago now. He's much older, and it's been a long time since he's played in this league. All right, here's the scenario. Richmond is up three on Iowa, 60 to 57, 40 seconds to go. Richmond has the basketball as we speak and in their final, uh, in their possession. And this is a big, big play as Richmond was just, I can't give play by play because that is not allowed, but now Richmond has taken a five-point lead on Iowa with under 35 seconds left to go in this game. So the 5-12 upset, uh, the love of the Iowa Hawkeyes may be dashed in the opening window of the Thursday of the NCAA tournament. I... I this is this is the scenario here, Aaron, and I know that like, we've got we've got to figure this out time wise, but it's a five point game. Iowa does have three timeouts, and but there is a there's a discussion to be made about this game, and it, it, there are a variety of things that we talked about in the selection show on Sunday. I don't expect you, the listener, to have listened to that show, but some of the things that we pointed out in that show have come to fruition or may have played a part in what is happening right now in Buffalo. And Richmond has now taken a six-point lead as it was a three-point play that allowed them to get up by six. Iowa scored a bucket. Iowa has three timeouts, and now they've just used one after scoring that bucket. So it's a 63-59 Richmond lead on Iowa. But you talk about the short rest, and both of these teams played on Sunday. And uh, I, I don't I don't know if that's an excuse, but I think seeding played a role in this. Like this is this is why Iowa shouldn't have been a five seed. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for them, Aaron. But then they should have been higher, like a four. Yes, it's okay. Correct. They should have been a three or a four. Like they shouldn't have had to have played a 12 seed. And and I I just don't buy the argument of well, hey, if they were good enough, they would have won this game. And it's that's not. I I just I don't think that that's the point. You look at Tennessee, who played a Longwood team today, and won by 30 points. And to have that opportunity that. To, to maybe play a school of that caliber, except a school, you know, that won the A-10 tournament. Sorry, A-10's a better conference. And it's just, I I, I think that I, Iowa had all the opportunities in the world to go and win this game. They should have won the game because they're a higher seed. And they still may have a chance because it's a five, it's a four-point game. But it's just the fact of the matter that I don't know if they 
should have gotten the five seed. They should have been a four or at least a three seed. Well, and that's why it always bothers me really quickly on the the seeding conversation about, you know, I heard, you know, a bracketologist on another network say, oh, you know, Tennessee being a three, it's the difference between a jersey color at a certain point in the tournament. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not, you know, Iowa's an example, and it's going to work out for Richmond, but it's not fair to the team you play in round one. It's not fair in Tennessee's case to a potential matchup with Villanova in the Sweet 16 where they're playing probably one of the four or five best teams in the country right now. It's not fair even to Michigan. I know nobody feels bad for Michigan. Second round, barely got in the tournament, but it's not fair to Michigan who now has to play a team that really has no justification being their opponent in the second round. Yeah, it, there's, it does play a role, and it, and, and there's – the trickle-down effect, and it affects other teams. Um, I know that Iowa is not going to make excuses, um, but that is the scenario that, that has played out. By the way, Iowa was able to steal the inbound and now make it a two-point game. Iowa has two timeouts in this contest, a 5-12 matchup, and now Richmond is going to end up having to shoot free throws. I, this is it, – it's just – yeah, we talked about the Sunday games, and that was the other point I was going to bring up of the Sunday uh, championship games of not not making a difference and not meaning as much. Like, Richmond couldn't play in the first four in Dayton because they got the automatic bid. That they The automatic bids don't get don't play in that first four game in Dayton, but they win the tournament, and you just wonder if they just kept the slot open, Aaron, it said, all right, if Richmond wins here, then everybody is, you know, they get put into this spot. Uh, if they don't, everybody moves up a spot, and that's how the seeding goes. Whereas Iowa ends up winning and beating a Purdue team in that championship game on Sunday. Again, the outcomes of those games on Sunday just did not seem to have any effect. And and that is, that is indirect to them taking out the last 10. And we talked about this on Sunday, but I'm going to bring it up again. It used to be a metric to how you did in your last 10 games, and now they take everything as a whole. Well, when you do that, your win over Purdue in your most recent game, their argument says doesn't mean as much, and I just I don't agree with that. I, I agree with all of it, and I think the frustrating part for all these teams that, that had success on Sunday is, as you pointed out, one, the only one that was impacted was Richmond, who wouldn't have been in the field. But then two, I mean, the argument from Tennessee fans and Texas A&M fans was um, our results on Saturday didn't matter. Tennessee beats Kentucky on Saturday, Texas A&M on Sunday. They they have no benefit to what, what happens with their seeding. Then on top of that, you have a scenario where Duke loses on Saturday night and stays on the two line. And I know there's a lot of Coach K innuendo there, but I just bring it up to say, um, you know, I, I, I'll say this. Cal Perry's been saying for years the SEC always plays their championship game on Sunday. It never benefits his team. And he said for years, if it's not going to help my team, I don't want to play this game. There's no point to it. I thought that that really carried a lot of weight this year. And I understand the frustration of all these teams. And again, you know, you say it's nothing. It's just a seed number, whatever. But look at Iowa. This isn't an opponent that they should be playing in round one of this NCAA tournament. So Richmond has a four-point lead on Iowa, 65-61. And Richmond actually had a foul to give. So after they went up four after their free throws, they were able to commit a foul. And then Iowa had to take the ball out of bounds in Jordan Bohannon, missed a three. And now there's a question on who touched the ball last as the ball went out of bounds. But there's just five seconds left. And it's a four-point game. So Richmond is just five seconds away. 
And listen, you're going to hear it. The itsy bitsy spiders take down the Hawkeyes if they last. That's that's going to be your headline if this upset continues or ends up coming to fruition. 5.5 seconds left as Richmond is up by four. The replay ended up showing that Iowa did retain possession, but they have two timeouts, but again, down four. They did get an inbound steal, Aaron, so it's not out of the realm of possibility, but they need a score and, and another defensive play to make something work. Well, they did just score. It's now a two-point game with four and a half seconds left. So There it is, 65 to 63. I'm going to actually I – need, I need to go to the headquarters with Jason Stewart, our executive producer. Are, are, what do you want us to do in this scenario? Because I know that there's – we may have to step away at some point. But uh, this is behind the curtain stuff. Jason, are we, are we good to stay to the end of this contest? To yes, have yes, yeah, that's okay. the call. We, we, we need to uh, see this through. Um, and, and just a side note, Richmond's about to screw me and my bracket. <laughs> and, uh, but in my other bracket, I should be fine. because. You know. uh, oh, good, go good, good. Oh, my go back and listen busted. to the podcast. Uh, go back and listen to the podcast because you, you will – it, it, it'll make a lot more sense. That was good, Jason. That, that, that timing was impeccable. Actually, Did I think he, I think both listeners just listen to all three hours straight, right? Isn't that what the uh, and, and then <laughs> download shows? the podcast after? Yes, you can do both. Can't get enough of Bayer and Torres. Come on now, and Doug Gottlieb. I feel saying. sorry for some of the shows that are aired later at night because this outcome has already been decided, so people know what's happening. By the way, the Gonzaga Georgia State game that we talked about being close still is. It's a 33 all game. Actually, Gonzaga just took a, a two point lead, so it's 35 33 with about uh, 32 seconds left till halftime. So Richmond's going to have to inbounds the basketball. And again, we can't give you the play by play because we don't have the rights to it. But what we can do is tell you at least when things do happen of how they played out. And uh, Richmond's going to end up going to the free throw line. You mentioned that bucket that Iowa got just before their timeout. It was an alley-oop to Keegan Murray. So it only took like five-tenths of a second off of the clock. But, uh, yeah, Richmond almost turned the uh, the ball over. Some uh, some tough defense put on by the Iowa Hawkeyes. And it's if the ref swallows his whistle – in these scenarios, which sometimes is prone to happen, that's how you can sometimes get some of these March Madness moments. But Richmond is going to have to hit some free throws. They are in the double bonus, so they will get two free throws. Up two on Iowa in this 5-12 matchup. And this is a region as well that, you know, as Kansas, as a number one seed, I'm not sure how many people loved Kansas this year, Aaron. Um, but that's why I think a lot of people thought with the, the potential of Iowa, and you're not going to want to put all number one seeds in your final four in, in your bracket, you're going to probably put Gonzaga maybe in there. Maybe you're tending towards Arizona, but the Kansas and Baylor ones, I think, are the spots where maybe you see a little bit more variety in the final fours. And I was one of these teams that you had as a possibility of maybe uh, making uh, making that run to New Orleans. Well, and to everybody that had Iowa uh, in their bracket, it was because – the path was very manageable. Obviously, the success in the Big Ten tournament, but then also the, uh, a potential Providence team in the second round that has been good but not great for a while now, Kansas, you mentioned. So a very advantageous uh, path there as Richmond goes to the foul line. If they make both free throws, this game is all but done. 
Uh, Richmond up two with five seconds left. But, uh, you know, it doesn't get much better than for Iowa. I have another thought on that, Dan. I'll toss it back to you. But uh, it, it doesn't get much more of a manageable path than Iowa had this year. No. 65-63. This is where your March Madness moment can come in. Iowa does have a timeout, but you got to make two free throws. And uh, Richmond is able to at least make the first. So there will be a second free throw on the way. Iowa, again, does have a timeout. And, and here's the other thing in balancing this to give you a little bit more behind the scenes. If Iowa had only had one timeout, Aaron, I would have felt safe in knowing how long we could stay with this game mm-hmm. because of what is going on. But Fran McCaffrey had three timeouts, and you knew that they were going to be used at some point, but the last thing we wanted to do was step away when uh, when a game was in balance. And we're, we're just not going to do that here on Fox Sports Radio, maybe setting a record for one of the longest segments we've ever had here as Richmond is able to cash in on both free throws. So Iowa, still with one of their timeouts, now trails four with 5.1 seconds remaining in the game and it looks like Richmond is going to pull the upset uh hold on a second here there is a travel called so Iowa will get the basketball with two seconds left as it looked like Richmond was able to steal the long inbounds pass (laughs) but a travel was made call it was call was made and by the way Aaron has cable so he's a little bit ahead of of where I am we're in separate locations so Aaron's got the feed that's a little bit quicker to him let's just put it this way we need to take a timeout because there is another timeout Richmond is up four with two seconds left spiders likely moving on he's Aaron Torres I'm Dan Byer Russell Westbrook actually has someone coming to his defense. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Oh, man, I feel bad for the guy that's getting off work at 5 o'clock right now in Des Moines. Probably has no idea. Maybe no in Cedar Rapids they would know in Iowa City they would know but uh, it's gonna sit back and watch the taped Iowa game from earlier today. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know someone recorded the game. Aaron, in Iowa, you know that somebody did and was like, you know what, I'll watch the Iowa game when I get home tonight. And uh, little do they know. Well, heck, Aaron, I mean, just out in the fields. You know, I don't want to get super cliche here, but, you know, sure. You know, hey, maybe you're in meetings all day. Are you just like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to to catch the game. So I'm going to stay away from my phone, turn off all alerts. I'll DVR it. But when I come home, I'm going to watch it. And then I'll be able to enjoy the rest of the night after the Iowa game and enjoy my bracket and uh, my how their plans have changed. Let let me ask you a question. If it's your team and it's a one and done situation, do you want to do that or do you you just want to know in real time what's going on? Because it's one thing if it's, say, you're a Bucs fan and it's game six and if you win, you, you win the title and if you lose, you go home. Or if you win, you win the title. If you lose, there's a game seven. But when it's one and done, do you really want to be watching that four hours later, not knowing what's going on? I kind of, I'd rather rip off the bandaid at two p.m. and know what I'm walking into, uh, as opposed I, to go ahead, go ahead. I just no, I, I'm not interrupting at all. I just, I, uh, I, I just feel like that because of the 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 nature and the magnitude of the game, that you can 
you can you can stay away from it. It's different if it was a regular season game and you're working late and you're like, oh, maybe I'll just, you know, find out the outcome and then is it worth watching? But with this, like your team made the NCAA tournament, of course you want to watch. Yeah. I think you I think you can have restraint. Oh man. For the latest, let's go to the news desk, Aaron. Brian Fenley is hanging out. Yeah. It, it's all over for the <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes in more ways than one. You want to get them even more mad, those fans, Dan and Aaron, just tell them now that your Iowa Hawkeyes are out, well, you can still root for Iowa State. They're playing. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well. <laughs> yeah, real yeah well. that'll go over really well. It is the Doug Gottlieb show at Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Yeah, crazy day in the NCAA tournament, but what did you expect? Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. I know this is a, a, a tough thing to do, Aaron, but I just I have to come to the defense of Russell Westbrook. Okay. And it's not what happened last night during the game when he didn't go after a loose ball that Patrick Beverly ended up uh, scoring on and Russell Westbrook just stood there. There are enough clips for people to rip on Russell Westbrook. However, Russell Westbrook threw up a shot last night that was an air ball brick and Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly uh, ended up mocking Russell Westbrook for that shot. Russell Westbrook asked after the game, um, well, about the uh, Timberwolves action. I honestly don't pay no mind to it. Maybe the other guys are, and then they weren't talking to me. Um, so they were talking to individual guys particularly, but the trash talking doesn't bother me none. Nobody over there has done anything <laughs> that in this league that, you know, make me put my eyes up. Like, oh, they're talking mess. Let me respond. No. So it's fine. They're good. They won a game. Um, you know, happy for them. Move on to the next one. Um, that from Russell Westbrook and you know what I absolutely agree with him 100% agree with him who in the world do the Minnesota Timberwolves think they are I I, I mean listen you may say what you want to say about Russell Westbrook and his jumper being broken and all of that stuff but to mock uh, him like that Carl Anthony Towns has won one playoff game in his entire NBA career Russell Westbrook's at least made it to an NBA Finals. He has been a league MVP, Aaron. I get, like, there's, you know, there, there's a point to Russell Westbrook where you're just like, all right, he's not a fit. He doesn't have a jumper. He's doing more harm than good. Maybe his attitude's not good. But to have your peers openly mock you when those peers haven't done anything in the NBA – Russell Westbrook's 100% right. Who the heck do the Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly think they are? You wouldn't, see, you wouldn't see Golden State doing that, and they would have more of an opportunity because of what they've accomplished. Minnesota's accomplished nothing. I actually side with Russell Westbrook in all of this. Yeah, and rewatching it, not only obviously over the course of the last, uh, you know, since last night, but, but I pulled it up while you were setting it up. It, it is. I, I'm actually with you on that. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm all for gamesmanship. I'm all for smack talking. But whether it is Russell Westbrook's comments or just what you and I are talking about right now, like do something yourself, right? Like it's just it, it's just it reminds me of like the old school, like Lance Stevenson trying to poke at LeBron. And it's like, who are you, Lance Stevenson? Like, calm down, you know, and mm-hmm. 
And it's just, you know, I, I, I know it's easy to poke at Westbrook right now and it's, it's fun and it's fodder and this and that. But, I mean, we're talking about, you know, not only a multiple-time All-Star, but a guy that led his team uh, to an NBA Finals along with Kevin Durant many years ago, a guy that won MVP, a guy that I, I could be mistaken on this, but I believe has made the playoffs every year. Of his, maybe not the first year, but essentially since they got it rolling in OKC, uh, you know, he took uh, them to the playoffs a million times even after KD left. He took the Washington freaking Wizards to the playoffs last year. Uh, I, I get that it's poke on Russ time and everybody's looking for a fall guy and with the Lakers, but I am with you. It's like Carl uh, Anthony Town, you know, make a se- I know you yeah. made the playoffs, but go, do something besides get 60 the other night. I don't know. If it was Joel Embiid and we know they've had back and forths, different story, but it just seems like it's piling on. I think it's just a completely awful look. Like if there was if there was a back and forth between the, you know, the two, I, it just to me is just it doesn't it doesn't make sense because it's completely piling on. And I love listen, I love I love new attitudes. I love when guys are having fun. I, I am normal ninety nine point nine percent of the time I love that sort of stuff. It just hit me wrong last night. Because I think he is such an easy target. Now to have someone that you're playing against do it, completely different story. Well, and as you said, it's not Kevin Durant, who we know doesn't have the best relationship, and Kevin Durant has actually accomplished yeah. real things. It's not, I don't think Steph Curry would ever do that. Draymond Green maybe might. LeBron might. But, I mean, you know, I know LeBron's a team, but you get the point. Carl Anthony freaking Towns, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves, why don't you win three games in a row before you, you pull crap like that? I am, I am on board with you on that. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's been a crazy day of the NCAA Tournament and of the NFL as well. We'll recap all the big headlines from today next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. We've had a lot of fun today watching the first day of the NCAA tournament, or the first round of the NCAA tournament. We're about to have some more fun with Brian Fenley. The Press. Before we get to Brian, I want to let you know that you got to check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Brian here to give us some of the headlines of the day. What's happening, Brian? What is happening, Yay. Aaron and Dan? Yeah, all the focus certainly from a basketball standpoint on the NCAA tournament, but let's not forget about a brouhaha that's going on with Baker Mayfield. Here, The reports are that he said first, I'm going to not want to be in Cleveland anymore because he found out that the team in Cleveland was trying to pursue Deshaun Watson. That did not work. It fell through. And now Mayfield is saying, Dan and Aaron, I want to be traded. But here's the thing. The team doesn't want to trade him. And now you've got yourself in a, in a mm. big bind here, and reports suggest that he could, Bayfield, want to go to the Colts. Dan, how about your Seahawks? It's over, Johnny. <laughs> well, we, it's we, over. Both Aaron and I think the Seahawks could huh. be a possibility if huh. the Browns you know, end up uh, mm. granting Baker's wishes. I think it would be a good mm. fit. 
Yeah. The question I, is, I, I just the timing of it for Cleveland. Like they, the reason is, is because their plan B was Baker, and there is no plan C. So they don't have anywhere to go. So that's why they're not trading him is because they actually kind of played this wrong. There may be a point where they could have traded him. Um, but in the end, they don't get Deshaun Watson and now are kind of stuck with him. I think they, if Roger they could, that. they would. But I just don't think they're able to. Mm. Yeah, and it, there's not – I mean, obviously Jimmy G is available, but there's not a clear upgrade if it's not Deshaun Watson. So it's interesting. Adam Kaplan said that he believes that, that they're going to ride this out to the end, and he does not – didn't sound like he – he believed Baker Mayfield was going to be playing again in Cleveland. It's going to be fascinating to watch this thing unfold. Right. When it comes to watching the NCAA tournament unfold, a prevalence of upsets, I want to ask about number six Colorado State. They lost out of the Mountain West to 11 seeded Michigan, 75 to 63. We also saw an upset where Richmond won and they took down Iowa. But what about Dan's your bracket here after Colorado State fell? Yeah, right. and, and how how is that going? No, right. that's awful. It's it's absolutely awful, guys. And here's the deal: this is what happens at the tournament. Aaron, you know this well. Colorado State comes out and hits some threes, and Michigan's got size, and they're mm. like, "Hey, I'm just going to hit threes. Mm. You know, that's what we're going to do. We're up 15. Why do I need to change the game? Michigan's size actually." bothered Colorado State so much that then when the threes weren't falling in the second half, they really had nowhere to go offensively. So it was very ironic that right as the Iowa game went final on Fox Sports Radio, they posted everyone's bracket picks. Yes. Uh, And now the whole world can see that I, in fact, had Iowa in my final four. So not to make it about my bracket, Dan, but your Colorado State pick maybe feels a little bit better knowing that myself and several other people here at Fox Sports Radio had Iowa in the final four. Hasta la vista. Uh, misery always breeds some company there. And then finally, guys, how about the signing for the Rams sneaking in and getting Allen Robinson? Three years, $46.5 million. That's like a year's salary of Torres and, and Byard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a way OBJ comes back. I mean, I, you know, you got Cooper Cup, you got Allen Robinson, you got Robert Woods, you got Tyler Higby. I mean, where's there going to be room for Odell Beckham Jr. in L.A.? I don't see it, Aaron. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Uh, before we let you go, check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, the trusted name in online sports betting, must be 21 and present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. It's been fun, Aaron. We'll talk to you tomorrow.